welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, 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 everybody. What's going on? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 44. All right. So my guest today, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm really excited. A lot of you guys have been requesting her back as well. It's the founder of Contagious Love International, Jennifer Martin. Hey. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, you last time we were here, you were here in November. You were talking about you were getting ready to head out on the road. You and your husband Monday were shifting. He had been doing a lot of out and about. And uh, then you really, you guys felt like it was time for a shift to take place there. So what have you been doing the past couple of months? Right. The last time I talked to you, we are, we're just getting out on the road. I went to Pennsylvania and Michigan Mm -hmm. and we had people coming. We had families coming from hours away that showed up at those events because of our interview that Mm -hmm. we did right here on Elijah Fire. We talked about the deliverance and how God is moving which started last year in April under a tent. So we're talking about the tent revival of Crystal Alicia. Mm-hmm. And there was a tent revival last year that started this deliverance ministry for me personally, where I began to see demonic manifestation and deliverance. So mm-hmm. those of, of you you're not familiar with what we're talking about, you need to go see our other interviews because it's amazing what God has done. We go into mm-hmm. detail on deliverance. But um, yeah, that just started last year. And then we had a location. We were meeting weekly where God continued and people drove from all over America to get deliverance. And then the Lord gave a series of dreams to me actually to show me that he wanted me now to travel on the road. And the same month that he revealed that to me in November, I started getting an influx of invitations out of nowhere, up to 30 to 50 invitations that we're still trying to get them on the schedule right now. So 2022 is almost booked out. No. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. I'm serious. Through July, it's full. I couldn't, I couldn't fit anyone else. How far West are you going? Um, it depends on where people are inviting, but right as of right now, there's a tent revival in Oklahoma at the end of September, um, Texas. Uh, Arizona, Arkansas, there's lots of different places that are tentatively being planned. So those are not on the schedule yet. But as of right now, we have Michigan, Pennsylvania, Tent Revival, um, lots of places we're going. Two different places in Michigan, um, Minnesota, uh, lots of places, Tennessee, Kentucky, Um, Smyrna, Tent Revival again in April that I'm super excited about. Yes. Amazing. So great. So what kind of things did you, you see? Cause obviously you went, the first place you went was, was, was it Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yes. And how yeah. was that? That was powerful. We had four to 500 people show up and they had packed the place out. <laughs> and I said, okay, these people are hungry. They want freedom. They want the Lord. And I only, it was just me. I didn't have my revival team yet, which God has now given to me. We can talk about them in a minute, yeah. but it was just me. And I said, okay, I can't lay hands on every single one of these people and cast out demons. I'm going to be here all night. And so I I said, Holy Spirit, I need you to move in this place and deliver those that need deliverance and heal people that need healing. And 
we just began to worship. And as we started worshiping, it was the most beautiful thing in the world. I got lost in the glory. I wasn't even watching the crowd. I, I think I had turned around and I was dancing with the Lord on the stage. Uh-huh. And the violinist had went into this beautiful melody. And we mm. all got whisked up into the love of God. Wow. And when this place happened in the presence of God, I began to hear the cries of the people. And people began to weep and cry and mm. and screaming out like the those that had demons began to scream out and Mm. in the presence of god i just kept worshiping him as Mm. i knew the holy spirit was causing this deliverance to come forth and this healing and so we just kind of sat there for a a little while probably 5 10 15 minutes even longer we just moved with the waves of the holy spirit you know because when he comes in he comes in like a wave and you Mm. you have to jump on and ride it because you don't know how long it's going to ride you know so you just jump on it and you say here we are and he was healing people and then there came a moment where i could ask what happened and i began to ask and 12 people had been healed in the presence of god they began to shout out their testimonies and then others were delivered of demons you could hear as the demons were screaming out and they were getting free wow so this was just by being in the presence this stuff was happening yes amazing yes we're continuing to see that everywhere when we went to Michigan, same thing. Um, I just, I can't say enough about the presence of the Holy Spirit and how important that is to invite him into the meetings if mm. people really want to see the move of God, mm. you know. Amazing, amazing. So from Pennsylvania, where did you guys go next, if you can recall? We went to Michigan next, Yeah. to Lansing, Michigan. I'll be back in Michigan in July for a big tent revival in Hastings. Anybody that's interested in that, it's gonna be powerful, it's free. Everything we do is free. I do not want anybody to put a registration on this because people should, deliverance should be free. Mm. Healing should be free. Getting ministered to should be free. Mm. And you know, God provides the needs that we have for our ministry. But um, in Michigan, oh my goodness, the power of God was so strong. We were in worship right after the worship was kind of, they they had done worship 30 or 45 minutes. And I felt the Holy Spirit moving so strong that I grabbed the microphone and I began to take us into this place of like high extreme shouting and praise and freedom. And the place came loose and everyone's proclaiming Jesus is King. And it's just incredible move of the mm. Holy Spirit. Wow! On the end of that wave, demons began to manifest. So once again, here is the Holy Spirit. He is moving. The people are hungry. They want God to touch them and he's answering. So I had this woman literally coming forward to me. Um, and it almost looked like I have to be hundred percent honest. It looked like a zombie walking to me because she was dragging her leg and her body was not functioning correctly. Huh. And it wasn't a physical thing. It was a spiritual demonic spirit that was manifesting on her. And she, by her strength, pulled herself to me because that demon was manifesting. It wow. looked like two people fighting each other. I don't know really? how to explain it. It's yeah. like the demon was trying to stop her because like she was coming to me, but she, but it's like she was turning from me. And I've had demons do this where they don't want to look at me in the eyes. They mm. don't want to see the light and the fire of the Holy Ghost. They are terrified of that mm. power. And they will turn and they'll turn their head and their body. 
And so she was doing that, yet she was pulling her body towards me, walking straight up to me. And as soon as the demon got up to me, the demon said, you can't have her. You have no authority over her. She's ours and started challenging me. And I said, no, she belongs to Jesus Christ. Oh, you're leaving this body. That's awesome. (laughs) So the power God hits her, that demon leaves and she gets free and it starts a whole chain of reaction. Before I know it, I turn around and my team is on the floor now because now I have a team. By the time Michigan hits, I have two more people that are traveling with me. They're on the floor casting a demon out of a girl over here as I turn around. I didn't even know what was happening. Hmm. I said, oh, this is happening. And then there's more happening around the room. So it's like this, like I said, it's like a wave. He Hmm. just rushes in and he, he takes over and he answers the cry of his people and he sets them free. Yeah. So when you, you mentioned that you got a team. How did that come about? Because obviously, you, you know, when you went down to Pennsylvania, you were alone-ish, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So these were our friends that we met during the tent revival. It was literally the day before Mother's Day at the tent revival in 2021. And their family had come out to the tent. And you have to hear their story because they literally said, we have no idea what we're doing. We've never gone to a tent revival. We don't even know who this lady is. We've never heard of this ministry. We don't know why demons are manifesting under this ministry because they had seen a video of mm-hmm. a of a demon manifesting that went viral. And um, they show up and they don't even know what to expect, you know, from the Lord. And so, but they're hungry. And God mm-hmm. starts moving on her kids and two of her children get delivered of demons. One of them that night, one the next night. They said the way they saw me loving on these kids, loving on these teenagers and young adults, and the way they watched me do deliverance with many of the people, they said it was the love that drew them to want to continually come back. And they kept coming back. They kept being there every night. They kept coming with extended revival. And it just slowly worked into a relationship where we talked, we got to know each other and they wanted to help. And I knew they were genuine. There wasn't, you know, agenda in it or anything like that. They really just wanted to help do whatever needed to be done. Mm -hmm. So when the revival extended, they were there helping me with all the logistics, admin work, camera work, just you name it, making Mm -hmm. sure we had tissue boxes and drop claws and people were taken care of and that there was all the little things that are important. They were there. And so um, I trust them completely. Mm. But the coolest part is, you guys get this, Jeff. The coolest part about this is this family goes from knowing nothing about deliverance and just helping serve the move of the Holy Spirit. And then God starts using them to cast out demons. (laughs) It's like, just like God to do that. Like, all right, now your turn, go. (laughs) Oh, because that's what happened with me. You remember I told you, he just kind of like, here's some demons manifesting, get them out, cast them Mm -hmm. out. And I had no clue. So when I needed help and I knew they had watched, they had been there week after week. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need your help. I need you to go over here and minister. And I know you can do this. And just, if you need help, come get me. So we had a camaraderie, a team, you know, where if we needed each other, we were there but they did a great job. They, they had watched what I did and I watched as they were casting demons out and demons were screaming at them and saying, no, I'm not going to leave. And they're like, no, you're leaving. And you know, just all the things until the person got rid of the demon. And Mm. so I said, you know what this is showing me? Jesus wants to see his kingdom 
spread and multiply through mm -hmm. every heart, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, like, that's what I love about even just telling about how you got, you ended up getting a team of people is, is that it's, it's a lot of people are being set free or just God's taking them to another level. Um, right. and, and then he's like, okay, now you go like, this is, this is completely about him. It's not about a figurehead. It's not about, you know, one yeah. singular person or a, a physical location. And right. that's what gets me so excited about what God is doing right now. And that's what I'm seeing even just through every single person we've had on the show that has testified about some event they've been out, you know, ministering to people. It's the exact same every single time. It's that mm -hmm. God is, it's like those people you're like, I, I, I know you can do this. Go do it. Go pray for those people. And, mm -hmm. you know, God is going to use everyone. And I think that's yes. just, it's so, so exciting. Yes, so that's exciting. his heart. If you think yeah. about Jesus in the Bible, look at the way he would bring revival into cities. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't always the one that went to the city. If we mm -hmm. look what he did, he sent them out two by two. When he mm -hmm. had the group of the 70 that followed him, they had learned from him. They had been taught by him. Then he sends them out two by two, gave them authority over devils and told them, go heal the sick, cast out demons and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm -hmm. You know, preach repentance of sin. And he was modeling something. Jesus didn't, he wasn't trying to be the man, even though he is the man. I mean, he's Jesus. <laughs> Everybody needs to come to him. Yeah. But he was modeling something about the heart of God. And I said, Lord, this is beautiful. You're the son of God, literally the most anointed one. And you gave your authority to a group of 70 people and sent them out to deliver people of demons and heal the sick because you know it's about the kingdom and it's about your father's kingdom. And you know it's about spreading that message. And you knew the, the best way to spread that message was to raise up people and send them out. Mm. And so if anyone is saying, come to me, come to me. I have the anointing. If a ministry keeps telling people come to me for the anointing, um, there could be a place for that. But if it's like a, the Dead Sea where they're coming to that ministry, but there's no life flowing out of it, they come and they stay there and you're in the same church, you know, you're in the same ministry, you're not growing in the spirit, you're not being, you're not being sent out with authority then there's something missing because mm. Jesus wants to send them out with authority over the demons. And as you know, they came back and they said, even the devils are subject to us. And Jesus said, don't celebrate that the demons are subject to you, but that your name is written right. in heaven in the book of life. And mm. I feel that way. We are just so excited that God's kind of giving us a picture of what modeling true apostolic if you want to call it an apostolic deliverance ministry, I don't know what I am at this point, but it's <laughs> apostolic. We go from traveling itinerant conference speaking to training up people now in deliverance and sending them out and trusting people that mm. they can do this too. Yeah. So how many, when you're at events and you have your team, is it really just as you know, the, the spirit is flowing, God's presence is there. People start manifesting, start crying. Is it just that you and your team just immediately just disperse and start going from person to person as you, I would imagine there's not really a, a very big structure because it's, you're really just following the Holy Spirit's lead. Is that right? Right. It depends on how he's moving. Yeah. So, um, sometimes I will begin the ministry time or the deliverance time and they are there assisting me. 
sometimes because the flow of the Holy Spirit and it's just he's exploding in the room, we are just jumping. We are hopping too. We're going from one to the other. Um, and we also have other team members besides the main team members. So this is very important to know. When we go into a church, we ask them if we can meet with their prayer people, their ministry team people, and can we um, train them in how we flow so that they can assist us if they've never done this before and we can help them learn so that they can grow in it and that when we leave the church or the city, they can continue walking in what they saw modeled for them through mm -hmm. our team. And that's super important for me because if you really love people, you want them to have freedom, whether it's through your hand or someone else's, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's my heart is train these ministries and these churches and these groups and these cities to do what we're doing so they don't have to keep calling us to come back into their city, although we'll right. do that. But how about they do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's way cooler that way. You know, it's, it's so like, because it's like, it's like an explosion and it's like, has this ripple effect. Yeah. Cause then it's like that type of a, that type of approach from you going, okay, no, you, you can do this too, because here's all these scriptures and here's evidence in the Bible here. Let's do it. Okay. Now you can do it. Now teach other people. It has this ripple effect, right. this, this rapid growth. Whereas if it was just one church or figure, it's like, well, come to our place. We'll, we'll train you and then we'll send you out, but you have to come here and yada, yada, yada. I, this is just way cooler. I think this is way cooler. And that way, like God gets all the glory too. Amen. Absolutely. Um, which is great. So in February, guys, you're going to love this. This is super exciting. In February, you offered a free school. It's an apostolic deliverance training school. Talk about that. How did this come about? What was it like? All that good stuff. Well, it's just been burning in my heart since this deliverance anointing has started because of the sides, the size of the crowds. When I go into places and there's hundreds and hundreds of people and I can't reach them and my heart is just, I would feel so sad if I went home and somebody needed deliverance and no one was there to partner with the Holy Spirit and just help that person get freedom. Because oftentimes I don't understand everything because God is God and we are not. And there's a way that he chooses to do things. And oftentimes it takes us literally standing there with the person, holding their hands and leading them into a deliverance. Sometimes the Holy Spirit partners with the person and the person just yields to the Holy Spirit and they get their deliverance. And I, I it, there's different situations and I don't know why that is, but if the person has already decided they need the person to lay hands on them for them to get freedom. I believe that the Holy Spirit is so gentle and kind that he'll mm -hmm. partner with that. And he'll say, because this is the way you'll receive me, this is the way that I'll move. Mm -hmm. But if someone will open up, they can get deliverance in the atmosphere. They can get the miracle in the atmosphere, or they can get it through a word of knowledge, or they can get it through the laying on of hands, or they can get it through the anointing of oil, or they can get it by confessing their faults to someone that they might be healed, like it tells us in James in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways people can receive healing. I don't think there's a formula. I think it's the grace of the Lord. I think it's his heart and where their heart is. And so um, when I saw all these people needing deliverance and freedom and healing, and I'm thinking, I can't get to all these people. The only way I can help people is having more people. 
that can do what I'm doing. I need to copy myself. I need to multiply myself so that these people can get freedom. And it's not about me. Mm-hmm. If it's really about the kingdom, we'll make it about people. We'll make it about God. We'll make it about what needs to happen for the fullness of Christ to come into his church body. And so this is my heart. And, you know, I must decrease so that he must increase. Mm-hmm. This is what John the Baptist said. Yeah. And I know we have frontline people doing what I'm doing, speaking out. That is necessary. And I get that God chooses people to do that. Um, but also it's a pioneering and it's doing a forerunner position mm-hmm. just like Jesus Christ did so that yeah. many more will follow. He said he was the first fruit mm. of many brethren, right? Yeah. Amen. So we can be the first fruit pioneering a movement of deliverance that many will come after and follow. Mm, amazing. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. So what was this process like so, or what, what was this? What was the actual training? How long was it? So I had to do this training because I've got to give everyone as much as I can of what I've learned from the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit has to lead you and guide you into all truth. And the Holy Spirit has to lead every deliverance session, which I made known very clearly to each person in this deliverance school. You cannot teach deliverance. I can teach you a lot of things that I've learned, but ultimately part of the teaching was how to lean into the Holy Spirit. Some of the things he taught us how to do with that, but he is the leader. He is the one facilitating the entire deliverance and how to follow his moves. Um, so the session, we had things like how to know um, when there's an open door. What demonic strongholds could there be? What are the signs of a demonic stronghold? Um, how to renounce these things and break these things and generational curses. Um, steps to freedom. We talked about if you're going to do deliverance ministry, we talked about you personally, what kind of position you need to have in your heart, how the authority you have and the understanding of your identity in Christ and um, basically your position of being the love of Jesus, mm. flowing from the love of Jesus to people. This is where deliverance happens. You have to have your heart in it with the Lord. You have to care about that person enough that you fight with them for their freedom. Um, There's something about that anointing of love that when that anointing of love comes, that person starts getting set free. It's the love is the anointing. It's the love of Jesus that destroys the yoke. That's his greatest anointing is his love. So we trained about the deliverance minister themselves, where they need to be so that they can truly be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about the person getting deliverance what steps they need to take, where their heart needs to be, um, what they need to do after care, after care, at what they do after they get deliverance, you know, that you can't just leave them and they don't know where to go or do. So we follow up with people. We make sure that they have that understanding. Um, and it was just the most beautiful laid out teaching full of wealth of knowledge that we did in the seven sessions We did teaching sessions and we did revival night sessions where we opened it up to the Holy Spirit and he just ministered to the ones that were there that were hungry, whatever else was blocking them from their freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just ministered to them and they were getting Mm -hmm. delivered and we had demons coming out of them and they're there to do deliverance training. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was wild. Yeah. 
I guess I'm not really surprised. I mean, if you're going to be in that kind of an environment, you know, and you're, you're, you're in God's presence, there's not really room for anything that's not of him to stay there. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people, you know, if they've got a demon are trying not to like that woman you were talking about, that was like a zombie that was like fighting, fighting the lady's body essentially. So, yeah. Um, yeah. This is why so, it's so important to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that you can discern what's actually happening. So it was seven sessions. Was that over the course mm-hmm. of it? Was that on weekends? Was that over? We started on a Thursday night. So we started out with the revival night and it was powerful and had deliverance mm-hmm. on the first night. <laughs> and then we had a Friday morning session, a Friday afternoon, and then a Friday revival night session where we had more deliverance and healing. Um, also physical healings, lots of physical healings and Mm, miracles happen in the atmosphere, not laying on a hands, just the Holy spirit did it. And then a Saturday morning, afternoon and Saturday evening revival night. Mm, Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So are you, are you already talking about doing another one? We are. And then where where actually was it? It was in Smyrna, Tennessee. We rented out a meeting space in a hotel. We're going to have to find a larger space though. So We'll have a new location. We'll look into that, but we're looking at possibly doing the next one in August. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And you're yeah. planning on doing it in, in Tennessee still? More than likely, yes. Okay. But we right. also are going to be doing these types of trainings when we travel. Awesome. Maybe not to the extent, but small summarize yeah. an afternoon session, you know, the, the hit points of deliverance ministry and trying Amazing. to give some people some things. Yeah. How exciting, man. Yeah. If only you lived on the other side of the, state, the country, I'm just saying, I would totally I be there. I know. So, I have a question, uh, kind of to sidestep a little bit. Um, I had a very interesting, I was kind of filling in sort of before, I was kind of vague, but I had a really interesting experience happen a couple of weeks back. Um, a loved one is not going through the best time right now, um, and they're not acting themselves. And I was with some other relatives and we were talking with this individual. The other relatives are believers as well as spirit filled believers. And this, this family member that's going through a tough time manifested like rage, crazy anger. Um, and my, my understanding of, which could be wrong. So you can full on say, no, that's wrong. And I, it's not going to hurt my feelings. My understanding of deliverance is that in order to actually deliver somebody, they have to want deliverance. Is that wrong or right? Because in all, one more thing before you answer that, I was thinking about after this experience, I was thinking about Mark chapter five, Luke chapter eight, where Jesus, the, the legion demon, and it never says, because I immediately went over there after this experience, I immediately started reading through that. And I was like, well, Jesus never addressed like, Hey, do you want to be set free? Do you, do you not want these demons anymore? It just says in response to Jesus saying, come out of him. They, the, the, the man fell at his feet. The demons are talking through him saying, please don't torture us. Um, so what would you say to that? I have found when demons are manifesting and they're not leaving that you can end up struggling for hours trying to cast a demon out and they don't leave. And so you might think, oh, I'm not anointed enough. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not powerful enough. This is what demons want people to believe. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I would go from one deliverance where I said, you know, got the demon to come out within a minute, 30 seconds to a minute. The person wanted freedom. We were praying for them. The, the demon manifested. We commanded it to leave and it came out. Um, then I go down to the prayer line. Someone else is manifesting. We're there with them maybe an hour, maybe two hours. What's the difference? Am I less anointed one minute later than I just was? That's probably not likely. Right. If I could just cast out a demon that one minute, why does this demon not leave the next minute? So my answer is there's something within the will of the person that is not letting go of that demon. Mm -hmm. So with the story with Jesus, that man had to want freedom. He mm -hmm. had to have. There was something about him that made him want freedom. Mm. But also, if he was full on presenting that demon, he was demon possessed. He was full on, maybe the man wasn't even there at all, and the mm. demon had taken over. In that case, we need to cast the demon out immediately. Mm. That person's will is not even accessible. Yeah. So we've got to tell those demons to leave and give that person a chance to receive the Lord or to whatever they need to do next in their next steps. But we had one manifesting a demon for two hours, and it kept saying, you can't make me leave. I'm in his mind mm, okay. over and over. Wow. And I said, I don't care if you're in his mind. I cut you out of his mind. This is mm. the way I respond to them. And so <laughs> I don't care where you are. You're Makes coming out. Sounds so awesome, Jennifer. <laughs> so this is how I don't have any patience with demons at yeah. all. And so I, I said... I, I brought the guy back. So when the demon's manifesting and you're having no progress, call the person's name back and say, I need you to come back. You call their name and you say, hey, come back, come back, come back. And you just call their name and they will, they'll come back very quickly. And I looked at him and I, and I said, what is going on? What is the spirit? Why does it think it's in your mind? What do you need to break agreement with to get this thing to let go of you? Mm -hmm. So this is where the person has to be yielded and ready to be free, mm. renounce yeah, lies really that they might have agreed with and things. Because if they won't renounce and repent of their sin, then that demon has legal right to stay there and torment mm. them. Yeah. So unfortunately, sometimes we get people to a level of freedom and then they didn't want to let go of some things. And we brought them back and just said, we're not going to wrestle your demons when you want to keep them. Yeah, because what it's interesting you said that with that demon that said, "Oh, you, I, you know, you can't get rid of me. I've got a hold of his mind," mm -hmm. because that's sort of what happened this time, which was this relative who's going through the tough time. They they were like, "You you listen here," and there were expletives like crazy, crazy rage, like scary rage, like just mm -hmm. um, and and they were like you listen here and this is, and they referenced a relative that's been dead for 20 years. They were like, this is so-and-so talking right now. And we, mm -hmm. we were like, we don't want to talk to them. We want to talk to this person, the actual person in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so then this person came back forward, but it wasn't successful. And I don't want to sit here and say, oh, I'm a failure. Like, because that's, that's exactly what the enemy wants. There will be another opportunity. Um, right. but, um, at the same time, now this relative is going around kind of mocking, <laughs> mocking us, mm -hmm. uh, to me, I look at it as number one demon was afraid because he knows, he knows that 
essentially his days are numbered because I mean, it's only a matter of time before this is dealt with, uh, but is now telling everybody, Oh, myself and the two other relatives that were with me, they tried to cast demons out of me. They think I'm demon possessed. They're, you know, kind of saying it in kind of a mocking tone. And, um, and so mm-hmm. it does, it's very, it seems very demon like for a demon to do that. <laughs> what right. somebody try, you know, mm-hmm. so. do you have, did you ask the person, did you hear what that person said? Did you hear what that part of you said? Did you hear what the demon was saying? Does the person recollect hearing that? Yeah. And they actually think they need it. Mm-hmm. They think they need okay. this. They said this relative is visiting me at night and rebuilding my brain, saying oh, no. things like that. Yeah. No, and is now actually, <laughs> this didn't happen to us. I mean, kind of did because they said, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. It, mm-hmm. This is so-and-so talking, mm-hmm. but they're actually, they're now uh, manifesting other family members that are passed away as well. Mm-hmm. So those are familiar spirits. Those are demons. Um, it could be parts of their mind that needs to be healed. Um, this is a lot of there's a lot of layers to this. If it's mm-hmm. if you're dealing with dissociative identity disorder in any way, there is layers to that. That is more complicated. Mm-hmm. than simple deliverance. And you have to know how to deal with these different places in the mind that are personalities that can be imprinted from the DNA of previous generations. Mm. So you have to figure out, are you actually talking to a part of his mind that believes they truly are that person? Mm. If so, you have to get repentance by that part or that person whatever its name is, you know, you, you talk to them as it's them and you get repentance. You have to figure out if, if that's what it is, or is this a demonic spirit being familiar and they knowing their history, pretending to be that person. So the spirit can hide and continue to torment the person. And then you don't cast the demon out because you think you're dealing with a personality. Mm. So this is where discernment comes in. You have to know by the Holy Spirit what is actually going on. And you have to trust the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in the deliverance. So my first DID, dissociative identity disorder deliverance, was also an SRA deliverance, which is satanic ritual abuse. You will often find those. If you have SRA, you will have DID, period, because the Mm. people, when they go through these trauma, you know, in their childhood and they're abused, And they go through these things. And a lot of people um, have gone through this more than people realize or any kind of abuse that was deep trauma in a person's life at all that scarred the child. The person will dissociate that time in their life and actually split off their memory. And it's like a place in their mind hides it away so that they don't have to remember the trauma. And this is where multiple personalities come in. This is where bipolar can come in and people don't know how to treat it. They treat it with medicines. But what has to happen is you have to bring healing to the different places of the soul. I can make it real simple to you. Yeah. If they're presenting and there's another personality presenting, you preach the gospel to that personality. Okay. You you ask them to, you tell them about Jesus. You tell them what he did on the cross you ask, do they want to receive forgiveness for their sin? Mm. You preach the gospel to them and let them get healing and forgiveness. And what happens is the healing of the cross will come into that place in their mind. And 
heals it and mends it back together with the rest of their mind. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So my question then is because this is, this is what makes it interesting. This is, this is, this is very raw and real, and this is great for this everybody. This is advanced level to, deliverance. School, yeah. What you're doing right now. So my question is, cause what happened was when they referenced, this is so-and-so talking to you right now and they were in a rage and everything. Yeah. And we know for a fact that this individual is in heaven, like they're mm -hmm. in heaven. And we said, right. this person is in heaven. And, mm -hmm. and they said, oh, I'm keenly aware of that. And then they just started, like, they kept going. Mm -hmm. So in a situation like that, is it still a matter of like, okay, well, then we're going to talk to this person that they think that they are right now. Is it still a matter of that, even though they said, yes, I know they're in heaven. Right. So this is, you know, when we talk about genetic, um, genetic things, like genetic diseases or something runs in the family. Yeah. And we say things like it runs in my family. So there is DNA that gets passed on to another person's DNA for, you know, when you see somebody that says they have cancer run in their family, how does that happen? The DNA coding transfers to the next person through generational sin that was unrepented of, generational doors that need to be closed, that is continuing because of a past ancestor that opened a door of sin. They opened a door for a curse. They didn't repent of it. It didn't get covered in the blood. So what happens? A curse has to continue mm. as long as it's not repented of and covered in the blood of Jesus. This is why it's so important to break all curses that you know of in your family bloodline. Mm. So um, this is where you would heal that. So what I'm saying is there could be um, a thing passed down through the DNA where it's actually deep in the mind and the person doesn't even realize that's there. It comes up because of the anointing and the Holy Spirit is trying to heal the person. So he's helping the person bring up the places that need healing. So if they'll partner and listen to you, you preach the gospel to them, but you can also test it if it's a demon or a part of the personality. There's ways you could test and you can, you can ask it, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Like the word of God tells us, did Jesus Christ die and was he, did he raise again on the third day? Mm. Is Jesus Christ the son of God? Is Jesus Christ the son of man? You can ask these questions mm. because, um, you know, demons will not answer correctly to whether he rose again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, this is so helpful. Yeah. Like, so you can really do some helpful. question interrogation, get your big light out and yeah. interrogate that demon. Until, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Put him in the interrogation room. <laughs> yeah. Where were you? No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> so, Interrogate. It feels like that sometimes. Yeah, you're I'm trying sure. to help the person get free. and yeah. But re you rely on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would tell me sometimes the demon was interrupting the deliverance. And most people would think if a demon is surfaced that you deal with the demon and you cast it out. Mm -hmm. Well, in this situation, the Holy Spirit told me the demon was trying to stop me from dealing with the person's soul where they needed healing. And where there were open doors and open curses that had to be broken. And I, you need the person's confession for that. Mm. And once you get the person to, to confess and speak and renounce and repent and break curses on their bloodline, anything tormenting them has to leave and the demons know that. So mm. when I had her, this will show you, Revelation right here. I had her begin to repent of something in her family bloodline. And when she began to ask the Lord to come, the demon popped up and said, I'm not going to let you talk to her. I'm not going to let you talk to her. I'm not going to let you talk to her. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. 
So they will show themselves out sometimes and give you information based off their behavior. Mm. So yeah. that's when I knew. I said, I'm not dealing with you. Go back down. And then I called her back up, had her break the thing, and then the demons left. We did that in two sessions. So like you're saying, sometimes it's okay to do layers. You can do more than one session. We dealt with her soul in the first session and the repentance and all the healing and all the parts of her that had split off. We dealt with that and let that heal. And God had to bring the mending together of her soul. And once we got those places done and everything was broken and we broke all the curses, by the time we met with her the next time, we had all the demons out within an hour. Wow. Multiple demons. She wow. had a lot. Wow. Because of satanic ritual abuse. There's a lot. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's honestly like a whole episode in and of itself because it it's like satanic ritual abuse and all of that yeah. so from what i'm understanding if you come up to somebody say you realize oh they're they're uh under demonic oppression or whatever the case may be uh involving a demon and you go you can it's not like you need to be like hey do you want to be set free you could actually start praying for them mm -hmm. and essentially it's mm -hmm. almost like you're like it kind of sounds like you're you're digging to find the person and go, hey, do you want to be free? Do you want to be set free? I can get you out of here, but you know you need to you need to agree with me. Let's do some repentance. Is it kind of like that where it's like you see the 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 hard out the hard outer casing the demon wants to create around this person? You're right. like, whoa, they're so far gone. But by praying for them, you can actually essentially dig through that exterior and find the person and be like, hey. You want to be set free like let's do this i can we can we can we can set you free is it sort of like that it can be uh, yeah. a lot of the deliverances are different depending on what's mm -hmm. happening so i don't see deliverances being very similar they sometimes are but it depends on the person the person's unique and an individual and the way the holy spirit is touching them talking to them moving mm -hmm. through their life can look different based on what they need so what mm -hmm. i usually pray and what i ask as I grab their hands or I lay hands on their head, I'll say, Holy Spirit, give them what they need right now. Mm, that's good. So I'm trusting yeah. the Holy Spirit that if they need deliverance, he'll begin it. If they need soul wounds healed, that, that he'll start that. So sometimes demons pop and, and start talking to me and I deal with them. Other times the person begins to weep, weep, weep and cry and weep and cry and they're getting healed. And all these things happen and I just let the Holy Spirit touch them. And I don't pray a lot. I just, I see that the Holy Spirit's at work. I let him do the work. And then sometimes in the, after the crying, like 20 minutes later, then a demon comes up and starts talking to me because the things got broken and healed in their soul. And now those demons can release. Wow. So the Holy Spirit knows when things have to happen. So I would completely rely on his wisdom, mm, you good. know, and not try to force anything you know some people just aren't ready you yeah. can see that they need it but they're not ready they haven't felt the love of god in a place where they maybe feel safe enough to let mm -hmm. the holy spirit come in and cleanse them in their heart their hearts hard or they have a wall there you know and the holy spirit has to break that down over time yeah. so so in our excitement to see someone get free in deliverance we have to remember they're a person mm -hmm. and they're a human 
and treat them with respect and love and just whatever goes on in that moment, you just flow with what's happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and then my other question um, that uh, is, what's, is this really just a matter of discernment, but what's the difference between somebody who's just angry versus somebody who actually is manifesting a demon? Is that, is that just using your discernment to kind of, okay, am I just dealing with somebody who's just really, 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 really angry right now? Or is this a demon? Well, if they're angry while you're praying for them, I would say that's a demon. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty. But if they're angry in life, I mean, that could come through soul wounds. It could come through trauma to the soul where they're just angry because they're hurt. Mm-hmm. But also spirits of anger and rage and murder and things can attach to that. And people can open doors to demonic spirits and they don't mm-hmm. realize how well the demons can hide underneath everything and be causing that anger. And the person doesn't realize that it's actually a spirit of anger or a spirit of rage or something that is mm-hmm. bitterness that is fueling them and I mean, if you're not full of the fruit of the spirit and that's not just feeling, that's not just flowing out of your life, I would really maybe confront some of these things and deal with any demonic spirit that might be attached to your bloodline Mm. and make sure you're breaking these curses, repent of the sins on your bloodline, repent of whatever caused that anger to come in. Even if you don't know, you trust the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth. So a lot of people say, well, I don't know what my, my ancestors did. How am I going to break a curse when I don't know what they did? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, the Holy Spirit knows, and I trust him to lead you and guide you. And you just begin to say, Lord, reveal anything that needs to be repented of yeah. or broken so that I can be free. Yeah. And then once those things are broken, you can command those spirits to leave mm-hmm. and they have to obey. And sometimes they're stubborn and they'll make the person think they don't have authority to cast them out. Because they'll be stubborn. They'll be like, no, I'm not leaving. No, I'm not leaving. And this is where you put your foot down. Because I like to say this. Sometimes dealing with demon is like dealing with a two-year-old toddler. Like, <laughs> okay, like they get, they are stubborn about their way and they want their way. And they're like, no, I'm not leaving the store until I get a lollipop. You know, and then they the toddler throws their body on the floor and starts screaming and crying, right? A lot of parents have probably had this happen. And I said, as a joke, I say, you know what? Demons are kind of like toddlers. They throw a fit and they throw tantrums because they don't want to leave their house. Mm. They've been there for a long time. They've, they've owned it. They have tormented the person that this is their assignment sent by hell to Mm -hmm. torment this person. And they don't want to give up their rights, but you demand it. You command them to Mm. leave. Once those rights are broken, then, then it's a standoff and I'm like, you're leaving, you're leaving now. And I'll mm. just release more fire on them until they let go. Mm. Fire yeah. them all, I guess. Yeah. Well, I got to <laughs> say though, thinking of a demon as a petulant two-year-old makes them significantly less intimidating at all. Cause I'm not threatened by a two-year-old that's no. doing a temper tantrum. That's how so. you need to see them. Yeah. Just I a bunch of whiny great. babies. Yeah. Whiny, whiny. Whiny babies, <laughs> bunch of whiny babies. They have the- to go. 
Jesus had, defeated them on the cross. There is yeah. no reason to ever back down from a demonic spirit. They are leaving that place, period. If the person wants freedom, then you're going to stand there and you are going to get done what needs to happen for that person to get freedom. The only mm. way you wouldn't be able to cast out a demon is if that person does not want to let go of those places in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you, I mean, in your experience, the the past year plus, have you seen that happen a couple of times where people just don't want to let go? It's only been a few times. So I do want to encourage people that ultimately I'd say 99% of the time people are getting free. Mm, that's great. And some of them get it in two or three revival nights. We had people come and they didn't get any freedom for weeks. Then all of a sudden one day they're manifesting demons. Mm. And I asked them and I said, how have you been at this revival every week? And you've had demons this whole time and they haven't come out. And I'm thinking, how does that happen? Because the anointing is here and people are getting deliverance mm-hmm. all over the place. I was like, what happened? And she said, I just wasn't ready. Mm. She was like, tonight I was ready. Tonight I was desperate. Tonight mm. I was hungry. Tonight I had to get free yeah. and was not leaving until I got it. Yeah. I said, wow, I am hearing from people that there is a place in their heart that they decide with the Lord, I have got to get free. I am coming to get free. Mm. And these people, they get free. I mean, they have the most demonstrative deliverances too. Like everything in their life is getting ripped out because they've already decided like, I am here. I want everything to go. And the wow. Holy Ghost is like, let's go. Amazing. So Amen. then the other, the other thing you said, I think it was last time you were on that I found really interesting. I think it was the last time. Um, and it was about, there are times when sometimes you don't know the root of something, but you're like, it doesn't matter. We're, we cut this off. And that happens too sometimes, right? Okay. So I can tell you about a deliverance that just happened at the school and I got cussed by a demon, which makes me mad. So (laughs) you'll see my reactions when this happens, but, um, they're not allowed to speak to me like that. And so this happened at the school. This lady did not know that she had that there. I was literally walking around ministering, laying hands on people and I passed by this lady and did not go to her and went to someone else that I saw the Holy Spirit moving on. And the demon in her manifested because I didn't go to her. What? And this is a new one. And it rose wow. up inside and said, don't ignore me, B. Whoa. <laughs> I turned around to that demon and I said, what did you say? So I was like, why did that demon want me to know it was there? It wow. pride, spirit of pride. Mm-hmm. It, it wanted to make, cause I ignored that person. So this, the pride of that demon manifested and see this is what I'm talking about. They're not smart. No, clearly. Because as soon as it manifested, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to cash you out. What are you doing? Yeah. So I looked at it and I'm like, what is your name? And it said Legion. So we're wow. talking about Legion. Legion must like to like be known or something. I guess. Cause he ran up to Jesus and he's like manifesting himself to Jesus. And I'm like, what is it about this? There is such a spirit of pride on it. It's like legion. And then I said, I demand you to tell me, do you have legal rights to this woman? And it said, yes. And I said, what is your legal rights? And then it just went like the mouth went closed. I could get nothing else out of it. You can go watch it on my Facebook. Those of you that want to watch it or my YouTube, I've got it on YouTube on my channel, but couldn't get anything else out of it. So here's, okay, what are we going to do with our formula? We have to get the legal rights. We have to cut the legal rights. We have to get the person to renounce their sin. And so we have these formulas, but the power of God 
can come on you and your faith can rise up in your authority in Christ. And I just said, I don't care what your legal rights are. I said, I cut them in Jesus name. I said, I take your legal rights. You don't have them anymore. And I command you to leave this person now. And I put my hand on her head and I said, fire the Holy Ghost, get out of this body. And the power of God comes on her body and that demon shakes and leaves. Like the whole body starts trembling and the demon comes out. Wow. And so I don't know. There's times where I just, I just command the demon to leave. And I think we can always do that, especially if the person is wanting to have freedom. And it's like they give us the authority to pray over them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if the person has yielded their authority to me, I'm able to help them with that deliverance very quickly. Um, I've also seen an increase in the anointing where the Holy Spirit is coming at a stronger level and the deliverances are happening faster than they did in the beginning. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them, it sounds like we're, uh, we're, we're, we're a, a bit of a marathon. Yes. Yes. My longest one was five hours, Five. but hours. that was a person manifesting a principality. We cannot go through that story right now. No. That is a long one, Yeah. but that was a little higher ranked devil, which tend to have stronger, um, what would you say? Claws into the person like hmm. strength, stronger roots where they're holding on. So sometimes there is deep, deep, deep roots and it takes longer to get the demons to let go. For example, somebody who was in SRA, I was in Kentucky ministering. They had a demon of Lucifer manifest, not, not the high ranking Satan himself sitting on, you know, his mountain in hell or whatever. Not that guy. Lucifer, when they say they are Lucifer, it means it is a demonic spirit that has caused a certain level of torment in that person's life, which allowed them to take that rank Hmm. or name. It's like a label. For example, in the army, there's private commander, general, right? Or general commander. So there's ranks in the army. Um, The demonic realm has ranks. And so the ones that have caused a lot of torment are usually more deeply embedded and can take longer. So we did nothing wrong in this deliverance at all. We're literally ministering. We're commending it to leave. She had already renounced, repented, and broken the satanic ritual abuse and the assignments and the attacks off of herself. She said that the demons manifesting, we're commanding it to leave. It doesn't want to let go. And it's just sitting there manifesting, but it's like stuck in the, in the leaving. Like we can see that it's leaving because her body is moving and manifesting. Like the spirit is moving up the body. So when you get that manifestation where the spirit, it's like you see their stomach move, you see their back move, and then you see their throat and you see their head go up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And their head goes back. You're literally at the place of deliverance. When that begins to happen, that is the spirit coming out and moving up through the body to exit the mouth. That's where they exit. Um, It makes sense why there's a lot of like... Yes. You know, demonic manifestation where they, they make noises. Right. Yeah. It can be coughing, yawning, spit, snot, um, you know, hacking, uh, sometimes vomiting can happen. Um, but we've even seen demons come out of the nose through bleeding where the person was like a drug addict. Maybe they snorted, you uh-huh. know, or something. And, yeah. and through the deliverance, when I took authority over the root of the drug addiction, it started coming out of the nose. Wow. And I was like, okay, I haven't seen that before. So that's obviously a thing. I mean, I just learned it by, by seeing it, but it did come out. The spirit of Lucifer came out. I just kept releasing the fire of the Holy ghost on it. Fire the Holy ghost, fire the Holy ghost, leave Mm -hmm. this body. So when I say stand your ground, 
you stained your ground. I did nothing different. I cut it off from the person. I commanded it to leave. It took 20 minutes, but it left. And she got up free. Mm. All the color came back to her face. She was beaming with joy. And she was so, how do you say this? Filled with the Holy Spirit. She could barely stand up. Mm. Like just, they had to hold her up, her friends, so that she could walk out of the, I was like, enjoy it, honey. Yay. (laughs) Enjoy it. You deserve that from your life of torment, you know, but that's I so want to great. see people free, Jeff. I do. That's oh, my man. heart. I just have like a million more questions. It's like, oh, it's so cool. And it's like, it's so, uh, I, I know, I think, you know, I definitely feel kind of a, I feel like there's a lot of believers that are being pushed in this direction of mm-hmm. like, because of the move that, you know, the, this move of God that's happening, um, we're just going to see an increase. And it sounds like even for you, you're starting to see an increase as well. Just how you're saying deliverances aren't taking as long. Right. Um, and so I'm just so curious and excited about this. It's like this. Uh, and so, yeah, I just have, um, I mean, I, I guess I'm already in it, you know, cause I'm <laughs> dealing with the thing I'm dealing with. Yes. It really sounds like from what you said, the past, you know, couple of interviews we've had, this is really a lot of this is just a learn by doing thing um, where it's like yeah you could teach about it my preferred way is learn by doing anyways mm-hmm. so you know somebody can explain something to me but if they show me i can learn it a lot quicker so absolutely yeah. that's why the deliverance school is amazing because we would teach on deliverance and then the holy spirit was doing deliverance in the evening mm-hmm. so he was modeling it and they were watching and learning and the people we asked, we told them come close and listen and watch what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get an idea how the Holy spirit moves when it's actually going on, which is uh-huh. way different than just talking about oh, steps sure. and, you know, yeah. so yeah, it's incredible. Um, what God is doing is incredible. And we saw the youth being touched in the school. We had two 13 year olds delivered in the school, delivered wow. of demons, 13 years old. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And that makes me mad that the enemy is trying to get on our kids and our kids need deliverance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we're here for. So yeah. we're training them up too. Yeah. So you, yeah. speaking of that, though, that's a great segue into talking about you have a new book that just came I out. Do. Let's talk about that because it's really good. I well, do. I haven't read it, but I like the topic. <laughs> yeah. The, my first one was Awaken the Dark Horse Prophet, which I think I talked to you guys about. I did mm-hmm. an interview with Steve about it one time. Yeah. Back but in that's literally, people yeah. are like, show me scripture on this. And I'm like, guys, it's not about replacing scripture. Dark horse just means it's just a phrase in our world, a culture that we use. You know, I'm not trying to say this is a scriptural thing or a prophecy. This mm-hmm. is literally just dark horses mean someone who are hidden they are coming forward into great influence. They are causing success. They have been hidden for a long time. And so mm-hmm. it's a movement. It's the dark horses of God who are hidden and they love Jesus and they want to be used by him. And it's not about platform or, mm-hmm. you know, idolatry of ministry or any kind of things like that. These are the true genuine, humble servants of the Lord. And you guys are out there everywhere. There's Mm -hmm. so many of us, and this is a movement coming forward Mm -hmm. and we want to see Jesus glorified. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. So it's about accepting who you are and your calling and believing in it and running with it and grabbing the baton and just going and stop listening to the naysayers and the, and the what ifs and the doubt and all the things and just agree with God and agree with his calling and run. So that was my first one. I have it here and I can show you guys. Awaken the Dark Horse Prophet. That's the first one. 
James Gall wrote the foreword and this is based on a dream because I saw the horses running out from the ocean, but not just one horse. I saw a company shoulder to shoulder, a whole line, hundreds of horses as a wave coming in from mm. the sea. It oh, was yeah. incredible. So there's a lot more to it, to the dream. Um, and we'll actually, we can post a link to the original yeah. interview with Steve because it's really good. Like it is. I actually watched it not that long ago and it, yeah, it's really good. So we'll put that in the description, everybody. So you can click and, and yeah. watch. Cause this is me. I'll just be honest. This is me. James Gall looked at me. He goes, Jennifer Martin. He said, you are the dark horse prophet. And I was like, wait a second. What do you mean? I'm the, he's like, look at your life and your calling and what you've walked through. And I, I came out of nowhere basically and just said, I'm answering the call of God. And I didn't care if nothing was happening for me. I just mm -hmm. ran after it. And mm -hmm. James said, you, you put your blinders on like in a horse race, you know, and you said, I don't care. And you got those on and you're just running and you're running and you're not mm -hmm. looking back and you're not stopping for, for no one. I said, that's mm -hmm. right. No, no one can influence me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise the Lord has spoken and I don't need prophecies, certificates, diplomas, prophetic words from prophets. I don't need any of it. And I never did. God brought me to a place where I decided to hear him and answer him and not wait for mm, someone to so call good. me forward and give me a platform. Yeah. And so that's what that's about is we don't need it guys. We just need to answer the call of the Lord and he might give us platforms, but that's not our heart of why mm -hmm. we're doing it. Yeah. You know, so now I have platforms and now I'm doing interviews and now I'm doing all these things, mm -hmm. but it's not a place of, Oh wow, I'm doing all these things. Yeah. You know, I don't care. All yeah. I care about is people that need freedom and deliverance and I got to get to them. Yeah. So, so the yeah. new book, so the new one is look the Dark at that. Youth. Woo. And this is not just to the young people saying, be a dark horse. This is to all generations telling us what we need to do to encourage the young people today. It's full of prophetic dreams and tells you why 2022 is the year that God is catapulting the young people. Yeah. It's a must read. You have to, it's timely. For it everybody, has to be read not this just year. for youth. Yes. For everyone. Everyone. It's got prophecies in there from prophets over the years of how they line up and come together. It's a, it's a huge mystery that has to be read. The only way you can get it is through reading because it's so much information mm -hmm. of how God is intertwining that makes us go, wow, wow. We have got to champion the youth right now. And this is where the Holy Ghost is moving. Mm. Amen. So awesome. Okay, yes. everybody, links to those, both of those books are in the description. Go buy them. If you don't have both, buy both. We got to show Jennifer some love. We want to sell copies so that people can be can get this this revelation, this awesome yeah. revelation. Yeah, it's an exciting thing. So yeah, it really um, is. It's gonna charge you up, and you know, let your young people read it too. But this is not a youth book. It's for everyone. So yeah. I just have to clarify that. And yeah, it's not it's just like incredible. a watered down, watered down version of yeah. the previous book. Yeah. Right. No, it's completely new material. Mm. Nothing's been repeated. It's absolutely words of the Lord, dreams so and prophetic exciting. words that I was given I this past few years that time stamps 2022 and this move of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Well, amen. Yeah. Amen. Jennifer, thank you so much. Um, can you just pray for the people as you feel led? Yes, we'll absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Father, thank you so much for this time today. Holy Spirit, I just feel you moving. I feel you touching people. I feel you pouring out, Lord, even as they listen to this. And Lord, we just come against all confusion of the enemy that would try to twist anything that was spoken or revealed that, Lord, you would de deliver it into their understanding by the quickening of the Holy Spirit. So I just thank you, Lord, right now for 
everyone, whatever they are called to do, wherever their place is in the kingdom, Lord, I just want to speak right now of faith and encouragement in their callings and their destiny to grab on, Lord, what you have said to them and that they will run with it. And Lord, that their faith would come up to such a level that they believe you and your power and that they would not listen to the the lies of the enemy that said you can't do it or you're not good enough or you're not skilled enough or you don't know how to do deliverance or you don't know how to pray for the sick. Lord, right now I cancel all of this because all they need to know is you and all they need is relationship with you and all they need is to trust and lean into the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you're going to help them for every person they pray for, for every moment in their life, every decision they're trying to make, every step they're taking. God, you want them to walk on the water. You want them to trust you. This is how you love to do life with us. It's time to step out of the boat, friends. It's time to step onto the water. It's time to Put your eyes on Jesus and truly believe that what he has spoken to you, he will do it. So I speak that faith in you now that you will step out into the gospel of Jesus Christ this year, that in 2022, it will be the most anointed year of your life and that every obstacle in front of you, we just command it to come down in Jesus name and Holy Spirit. I ask you right now for each person listening, that you would give them exactly what they need for this place in their journey. And I thank you, Father, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. This is great. So I good. Man, so good. Um, yes. Jennifer, how can people follow you? Our website's probably the easiest way to find everything, contagiouslove.intl.com. And you can find links to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all of that through there as well. Awesome. But most of the videos are Facebook and YouTube. Um, but we have some fun stuff going on Instagram, like reels and the stories that are not on the other platforms as well. So, yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, you know, the drill, all of those, we'll make sure all of those are in the description as well. So you can click and go like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Yeah. Jennifer, we should do a series. We should do, if you want, you just tell me a, yeah. a deliverance series of teaching where we can actually go into some detailed. I'm going to just give your I'm audience. I'm approve that. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> happy to do right that. Now. I don't yeah. want people confused. That's the last thing I want. I would much yeah. rather give clear information. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, everybody. Everybody else is excited too. I yeah, know. Yeah, let's go, guys. Let's yeah. go, Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh yeah. So everybody, that is our show, and we will see you again next week. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.